Welcome to Tough Questions, where we address the most challenging issues of a real and a relative Christian faith. If you're joining us on Facebook Live or our YouTube channel, Instagram, or maybe the Tough Questions podcast, again, I want to say thanks for dialing in. Now let's get into our subject for this episode. tell you a story today about uh, a time in the uh, history of the nation of Israel uh, when when God spoke to them and it was a very challenging difficult time in their history it was a time uh, what they call the time of the judges you see there wasn't a king uh, over the nation of Israel at this point um, but Israel was was supposedly and trying to do you know, what they considered right and what they considered was what God wanted them to do, God's will. But they were falling off track and they were going down the wrong road. They were they were just doing things wrong. And God sends these people called judges to kind of oversee the people and to lead and to guide the people. Well, it's during that time that our story uh, takes place. It's a story about a couple of people and one of them is named Eli Eli was a judge uh, over part of the nation of Israel, and he also was a chief priest in the temple back then. Well, Eli had a little helper, and his name was Samuel. And Samuel was probably about 12 years old at this particular point. So part of the deal was uh, that God had made with the nation of Israel and his instructions with how the temple should be set up and how the people should respond and worship and what the priests were supposed to do and everything. But in front of the presence of God, in front of the covenant of God, uh, was uh, a lamp. And the lamp was fired by olive oil, pure olive oil. And God had instructed the nation of Israel to to keep the olive oil coming uh, on a constant basis, on a regular basis, so that the flame would never go out. Now, the reason he did this, or the reason he wanted the flame to stay lit 24-7, was as a reminder to the people that God's presence was with them all the time. He never left them. Uh, the other thing was, it was an issue of obedience. You know, I'm asking you, or I'm telling you, this is what I want you to do, and in obedience to me, then you will follow through with that. Well, so that's kind of the scenario. The lamp is there. You know, Eli is responsible for it along with the other priest. And he's got this little helper, Samuel. And anyway, one night, Eli goes to bed. Samuel goes to bed. And, and Samuel hears this little voice. And the voice says, Samuel, Samuel. So he you know, gets up out of bed and wipes his sleep out of his eyes. And, and he goes over to... Uh, to Eli, and he says, I'm here. What What do you need? And Eli says, I, I didn't call you. So, I don't know, you must have had a dream or something. Go back to bed. So Samuel goes back to bed and, and falls asleep again, and sure enough, Samuel, Samuel. So Samuel gets up, and he goes back into Eli, and he says, I'm here. What is it that you need? At this point, Eli is is savvy enough that he that he kind of interprets that this might be the voice of God 
speaking to this child. So he tells him, he says, you know, he says, this could be God's voice. It's not my voice. So if you hear it again, uh, tell him that you want to hear him. And in 1 Samuel 3.10, we read these words. And the Lord came and called as before. This is the third time now. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Why is it so hard for you and I to believe that God actually talks to people? Why is that so hard? I'm sure at this point, you know, Samuel was probably stunned. Uh, Eli was probably stunned and never considered the fact that God might you know, communicate with a young boy. You know, Eli was 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 disobedient at this point. He, you know, if anybody should have heard from God, you would think that God would have, you know, spoken to Eli and and, and you know, scolded him for not doing the things that he was supposed to do. You know, you let the lamp burn out. You, you know, you're not, you know, representing me well or the way that you should uh, to the nation of Israel. You know, why talk to this little twelve-year-old boy? How many different situations can you think of in your own life that could be resolved or would have been resolved if the members involved had only listened to God? Think about that. I mean, let me rephrase it. How many different situations in your life could be rectified if the people involved simply listened to the counsel of God? How many? Probably most, if not all. So I started thinking, how is it that we actually hear the voice of God? I mean, think about it. Certainly, Samuel heard God calling to him in the night. But, you know, there's many different ways that God speaks to his people. And when I say his people, I'm talking about people that trust in who he is, believe you know, that God is who he says he is, and and. God speaks to people because his goal for all people is to bring us back into the fullness of a really wonderful relationship. One of the ways that we commune with God or we hear God's voice, uh, he he kind of heads up and gives us uh, the way to accomplish it. He tells us this in uh, the book of Psalms. In Psalm 46.10, he says these words. He says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. He doesn't say be frantic. He doesn't say, you know, come up with a list of things that you can do in order to know. He he says, just simply be still. Just simply be still and sit quietly and, and try and empty your mind and your heart of everything that's distracting you from me. And he says, you too can hear my voice, that small, very quiet voice. Now, this series, Living Dangerously, uh, I really think that that's one of the most dangerous ways that we can live. You see, a lot of times when we pray and we commune with God or we speak with God, so uh, we do that with a list of things that we want to tell him. You know, these are the things that are going wrong in my life, or these are the people that are hurting and suffering, or the illnesses that uh, 
are taking place or or these are the things that I'm grateful for and I want to tell God, you know, thank you. Um, but God says be quiet and be still and listen, which means you can't get involved with video games and, you know, the sports. I mean, not that any of those things are bad, they're not. It's just God is saying you got to carve out time in order to spend with me. And do that quietly. Don't do it in a busy fashion. Don't do it in a fashion where it's a one-sided conversation. Leave it open so that I can speak to your own heart. We got to slow down. We got to take a slow pace, if you will. We have to be intentional about it. I mean, the Bible talks about, and there's been some movies that show people that go into their closet, you know, and close the door behind them to try and alienate themselves from the world of distractions outside and spend some quiet time with me. Well, how, do we, how can we do that and hear God's word, hear God's voice? One of the ways is through his written word, of course, scriptures. Um, the scriptures are written to give us, uh, you know, a picture of the, of the presence of God in our life, to give us a picture of his character, his nature, uh, his commands, uh, and examples of how we should live and how we shouldn't live. We learn from the stories of Scripture, you know, that if, if this takes place and that takes place, then here's going to be the result because we've seen it in biblical stories before. We know that God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday as he is today as he will be tomorrow. And therefore, because God never changes, you see the same scenario repeat itself through Scriptures. Let me give you an example. Israel is in a good relationship with God, and then they get lazy like Eli did, and then they start to fall away, and then uh, God, you know, corrects them, and then they they realize, you know, the mistake they've made, and they repent, and they come back to God, and God restores them. That that theme, that that overall process continues uh, through scriptures many, many, many times, and it just repeats itself. This is one of the ways. That God speaks to us, that we can we can read His Word and understand what He's what He's showing us here, through these different stories and through the themes that are played out. Another way that we can listen to the voice of God is through people. You know, I I can picture various people in my own life that um, uh, really have spoken to me, and at the time I might not have realized that it was counsel from God, but it was. Um, as a pastor, I'm, I'm blessed uh, to have people come up to me sometimes and say, you know, that message you delivered today, it was like you were talking right to me. Well, okay. You know, it's not me. It, it's God using, you know, a person to speak his word into another individual, into your, their life. It's just one of the various ways that that small voice of God can be heard. Another way is simply through circumstances. You know, we try something and we believe we're on the right path and we believe that this is what God wants us to do. And yet it just doesn't seem to come about. You know, God closes the door, but God also opens doors too. You see, it's through those circumstances of where we try one thing and the door slams in our face, but then there's another door that opens and we follow the open door thereby understanding and, and hearing, in a way, 
where God wants us to be, what he wants us to do. It's one of the ways that God communicates with us. We also hear the, the voice of God or the word of God, if you will, through his uh, spirit. And that spirit kind of comes into our lives, into our hearts, and it, it, it gives us little tugs and nudges. And, and if you remember, Jesus spent a tremendous amount of time in the wilderness uh, and off alone on mountaintops and, and different places just to be alone, just to, to be still and know that God is God and to listen to the word that the Spirit would give him. You know, those little nudges, those things that said, you know, this is what I should do or this is what I shouldn't do. And, and Jesus was extremely uh, sensitive to that and communed with God in that way. You and I can do the same thing. You and I can do the same thing if we simply uh, are still enough and quiet enough to, to try it, to work toward it. You know, the things I'm talking about are not just something that you turn on like a switch. They're spiritual disciplines. You know, we need to be in a regular discipline of, of finding time alone, undistracted, to spend with God. Um, and we need to find time to read his word. We need to find time to listen to the counsel of others. We need to, you know, spend time uh, searching for God's spirit and how it leads and guides us in our life. And it does if we are willing to listen. I want to share a story with you. Um, there was a pastor friend of mine that uh, did a wedding not too long ago. And, and the wedding was one that... Uh, she was very pleased to do. She said it was a really great couple, a good Christian couple, and just a good family and so forth. And she was asked to do the wedding, and she was just, you know, grateful to be able to do it. Well, everything went perfectly, and, and then about a week or so goes by, and on her desk one day she sees uh, an envelope. And she opens the envelope, and it's a thank you note from the couple that she married. And inside is a couple hundred bucks. Well, she didn't want the money. I mean, she didn't do the wedding, you know, to get paid for it. That's she it was an honor for her to do it. So, what she sensed in her spirit, in her heart, was God saying, you know, this ind other individual that you know is having a very difficult time financially, and you need to share some of that with her. With her. So she did. And she said it wasn't, you know. So many hours later in the afternoon that she came across another individual who was, um, you know, coming out of a homeless shelter, had children and so forth. And she knew that very sensitive touch of God saying, you need to help this person. So she gave that person the other hundred dollars. And you would have thought, she said, that I had given her the world. But you see, it's, it's the way that God's Spirit kind of works in our lives. It nudges us, it tells us, doors open, doors close. His, his written word shows us uh, various themes that we can apply to our daily living. And, but we got to be still. we got to be quiet. we got to get to the point where we can be like Samuel and say, Speak, Lord. Speak. I'm listening. I'm here. What is it that you would have me do? You know, if you're not willing, now listen to what I'm saying. If you're not willing to be still and listen, I really don't believe that God is willing to talk. 
I really don't believe that God is going to spend the time or the effort or whatever you want to call it to try and tell us things if we're not open to hearing it. Man, you you got to be open. you got to be at the point in your Christian walk to where you want to hear the things that God has to say to you. Here's my question for you, and I'm going to leave this one with you for the week. I said earlier that a lot of times we pray and we go into a room and we're trying to do everything the right way and we, we have a little list with us, you know, that of things that we want to talk to God about and and we proceed. You know, we, we pray and we tell God the things that are wrong. We tell God the things we need help with. We tell God the things that we're grateful for. Well, that's all fine and dandy. But what if we went into that room and what if we went in there with a blank sheet of paper and a pen and emptied our mind and our heart to the best of our abilities and said, now God, what is it that you want to tell me? Tough Questions is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church. Join us on podcast at toughquestions.buzzsprout.com or you can go to Spotify or Apple Podcast and just search for Tough Questions Joseph Bevan. If you'd like to join us live, you can do that on Facebook Live Sunday mornings at 1130. Or if you want to check out our video archives, go to our YouTube channel at Rosebush United Methodist Church and just search as one word and you'll find us. Thanks and God bless.